had maybe 12 properties at the time. Um, a lot of them were still under construction. Um, projects fell over. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Sham and in this episode, we continue our conversation with property tax specialist Amir Ishak. We hear about the fear that made him miss out on $300,000, the moment he realized that Australia was his home and the best advice he's ever received. All that and more on this episode. Ishak was at the top of the Dubai market when it all came crashing down. He has learned many valuable lessons along the way and has had life experiences that have forever changed his perspective on life. I wouldn't put it down to one aha moment because the way I am, I learn a lot and I see a lot and I I always get aha moments. Like it's not a one aha moment that changed my life. Yes, there are key milestones that changed my life but it's usually makes sense to me in hindsight. Things don't make sense to me in the present as much as, ah, that makes sense now kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm usually a lot faster uh, than, the, than the pace. <laughs> Although he struggled to pick one defining incident, there was one experience that triggered an eye-opening realization. I think that whole experience of seeing the opportunity, seeing the network, everything just, you know, when everything fits together, that was the key aha moment for me. But then I think I, it made sense. It made too much sense and I stopped calculating risk as much as I should have and just followed, you know, the, the greater fool theory. And, you know, I paid the price, um, lucky it's we survived it we went on and you know things worked out for the best at the end while ishak was busy building himself an empire in dubai the global markets had other plans when the gfc hit ishak lost everything he had built and made it out by the skin of his teeth he reflects on what he would have done differently if he knew what was coming i think i wouldn't have exposed myself so so much to property um, I had maybe 12 properties at the time. Um, a lot of them were still under construction. Um, projects fell over. It was a very painful time in Dubai. You know, people, it's the time when people were just going to the airport, leaving their cars in, in the airport and just uh, abandoning everything. Um, it was a very stressful time. Um, lucky I managed to keep my job. Um, and that helped me go through it. Um, but it was a very stressful time for everyone because everyone was saying before that Dubai was decoupled from the rest of the world, which is, again, in hindsight, doesn't make any sense. Um, but the, all the commentary was Dubai was decoupled, Dubai was decoupled. And in November, so Jeff's, like the Lehman Brothers went down in, in September, so from September till November, I sold about three properties and they were what kept me afloat. In November, one of the key companies in Dubai went under and then it went from like fell off a cliff. The whole economy fell off a cliff. So it was 
quite um, a stressful time for me. Although he loved the property experience he had in Dubai prior to the GFC, he's taking a different approach in Australia. For the first few years I was here, I wasn't focused on Australia. Um, and I think that cost me a lot. But more recently now, you know, I'm an accountant, okay? So I own nothing. I own absolutely nothing. What I control on the other side, on the other hand, is very different. So um, I've invested in a few things. Um, <clears throat> one of the projects that I'm controlling now is approaching handover completion, which is a uh, small development um, near Newcastle. So that's one thing I'm working on. Um, another experience in Australia, uh, you know when they say timing is perfect and research is perfect? The first property I went to buy in Australia was on the day of the previous election, last election, which was the bottom of the market. When labor were coming in, everyone, I went to auction that day, I'd done my research, everything's perfect. Um, only thing I didn't realize was I'm no good at auctions. Uh, <laughs> um, I panicked. And because of that fear, I'd never been in auctions. I'd always bought, bought properties, um, you know, in sale agreements, not auctions. So that was my first experience in Australia. I could not handle it. And I was the highest bidder way below the budget I put for myself, way below. But just the fear of being the highest bidder, for that 30, 40 seconds, I couldn't bid anymore after that. It went, I think, 10,000 more, which was maybe 60,000 below my budget still. Um, but I just could not get over that fear. So that taught me, if I'm going to buy auction, I'm going to get someone who specialized to go and bid for me. It's, um, you know, the things that you don't know until you don't, you realize you don't know them. That was one of them. Um, that property went up, you know, 300,000 since then. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, which is, you know, it's, I've done my research, it was perfect. But again, um, there are always opportunities in the market and someone, you know, a very close mentor and friend told me that there are always opportunities. Don't cry over spilt milk, learn from it and try to identify the other opportunities around you. And I see that with all my clients every day that they're, they're identifying good properties. There are opportunities that there, there is. Um, so be positive. He didn't see his newfound fear coming as he always assumed he would be a confident buyer. Look, I did not expect this outcome. Um, I always looked at myself as a piece of cake, but that situation kind of opened my eyes a bit. And that's why going to an expert or someone who knows what they're doing is always a better option. While his passion lies with property, he's also very analytical. He pursued a career in property tax because it's the best of both worlds. Look, it's something I like, something I enjoy. I like to, you know, the way I approach it is I'm quite very analytical. I'm an accountant, I'm very analytical. And I process information either very slowly, extremely slowly, or very fast. When it doesn't make sense to me, I just don't get it. When it makes sense to me, I see four or five steps ahead. And I just kind of have some clarity that's that's worked well for me in the past. Um you know, when I'm sitting with clients, sometimes I can see where the conversation is going 
and I see the end result, then I have to work backwards to make sure that that's what they want. Um, because sometimes people don't see it. Um, and f- for me, that's it's a double-edged sword. Because um, sometimes I'm way ahead of myself even. Going from the fast-paced, high-end Dubai to the laid-back and down-to-earth Australia came with some challenges. Everything is a transition. When I first came to Australia, I started working with an accountant, um, small suburban accountant, um, not the best experience of my life. And because it was a whole shift, like being from a quite senior person in the corporate world to coming, working for a small accounting practice, just everything was a shift, moving from Australia, leaving family behind. It was a very emotional time as well for me. Um, so I started doing that. Then I was introduced by a friend to my current partner, Shukri. So I worked with him in property tax specialist for uh, about a year. And then I got an opportunity in the corporate world again in with Deloitte. So I left because that was the kind of stepping stone that I wanted to take me back. That was the perfect, you know, being a director in Deloitte would tick most of the boxes. Um, I worked there for a while, um, I, you know, it was a great experience for me. Um, during that time, I started enjoying and seeing more. Um, and then my parents came and said, kind of, it was a discussion when my parents came and visited. And it all made sense, you know, an aha moment. That was an aha moment in hindsight. Again, that was an aha moment. They were asking, well, why do you want to go back? You know, is it just for money or do you enjoy it? Or what's the reasons? And we, we had that discussion, I remember, in the car. And it all made sense then. And my whole perspective shifted to Australia. So um, I, was ha- I, was, I found an opportunity for a childcare. And I came to speak to Shukri about it, started talking. Well, if you're doing something, I'm doing something. Where, and that's where the partnership came from. Um, so I came and joined um, Shokri. We came, we're building the business, we're growing the business and we're, you know, it's uh, been quite rewarding. And you mentioned childcare centre. Is that a project you're talking about or is that something? It was at the time. I was looking into that. Um, but I partnered with Shokri instead, which I think is a much better decision. He's a great mentor. He's he's you know an icon in the industry. He's he's been a great um, part of my career and my my stay in Australia. Coming up after the break, Ishak tells us the best piece of advice he's received. There are always opportunities, but it's identifying them, understanding them, and being able to assess if those opportunities suit you or not. We hear a bit more about his mindset. I think working smart is more important than working hard. What he misses about Dubai. It's a big shift. Um, So yes, I did miss it. I did crave it. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sham and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, property investor, is your cash or equity currently earning you 1% to 2% per annum sitting in the bank? What if I said to you that you can do better? To find out more, simply register your interest to become a money partner at propertyinvestory.com. 
Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest to get a higher return with low risk on their money for 6 months. Register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. From facing a massive downfall during the GFC to moving countries and struggling to fit in, Ishak needed to have a strong support system around him. He looks at everyone he meets as a kind of mentor. I approach it in a way that everyone I meet, I try to learn something from them or see something that I don't know. Um, I'm quite inquisitive, sometimes annoyingly inquisitive, but the you know that's the that's my nature. So I absorb a lot of pe- things from people um, and. Throughout, the bigger the network, the more people you meet, the more ideas you get. Sometimes it can become overwhelming, but if you're focused on what you're looking for, you see a path, You are, or, or, or that works for me quite well. The, the kind of path happens, um, is it luck or is it hard work? I don't know, but it's a path. I, I, to me, everything's a path, and, and, I, and I'm looking back, I always see it. While I'm in it, sometimes it's not clear, but... Looking back, it's, it's always a path. He shares a few of the resources and books he's enjoyed and drawn inspiration from over the years. I was working in Abu Dhabi and living in Dubai. That's an hour and 15 minutes each way from door to door. Uh, and during that time, I was driving. So I started listening to audiobooks. And I started with, I think it was probably Napoleon Hill. Um, and then that led me to, you know, Dale Carnegie and, and from one thing to another to another. I was in that job for three years and just the amount of audiobooks I listened to was phenomenal. Um, and a few really stand out. The key one is Napoleon's Hill, which really started me, um, you know, Think and Grow Rich. Um, another one that stands out and... I liked it and I didn't like it, but it opened my eyes for a lot of things, which was the um, 48 Laws of Power uh, by Robert Greene. Um, it's a very interesting book to understand, especially the corporate world, and understand certain things around you. I, I like that. Politics, you know, I, I, I listen to politics, psychology, everything I could get my hands on. Despite disliking the notions he implied, The 48 Laws of Power was a book that interested him greatly. It's a book about power and how people have used power historically and all the stories. But it's, um, I personally didn't like it. It's in a sense that it was evil or I looked at it evil. But, or, you know, because a lot of things I wouldn't do the same thing. But it opened my eyes on what can be done and what people do. Um, and I think that was uh, what really moved me about that book. He shares the best piece of advice he's received on his life journey that has always inspired him to keep going. I think the thing that I go back to often again and again and again is there are always opportunities. There are always opportunities. Um, that's to me, that's, that's you know, one of those aha moments. You know, my friend, I recall we were sitting down, I was down. And I'd lost an opportunity. He's telling me, you know, don't worry, there are always opportunities. Um, and then I started looking and I found opportunities and there are, there are always opportunities. But it's identifying them, understanding them and being able to 
assess if those opportunities suit you or not, I think is key. If you met yourself, say, 10 years ago, what do you think you would have said to him? Make the most of every minute in Australia. Honestly, that would be... I think the trajectory would have been different. Um, But having said that, I'm very happy where I am now. Because again, every single step took me to where I am now, if that makes sense. Um, But I would have looked at opportunities differently. I would have looked at things differently. Um, I would have focused more. um, I think I probably would have ended in the same place. Um, But I would have been happier in the process. Ishak says, although he might miss his high-class lifestyle in Dubai, it probably isn't for him anymore. You know, once you're looking back, because I kept looking back because I had the good job, I had the, you know, the fun cars, I had the, all of it, the, the, you know, it's a very, once you're there, it's a big shift. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, I did miss it. I did crave it, um, you know. But now looking at it, would I go back? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I've built enough here. It's different, but I enjoy this more. What do you feel that you enjoy the most about here living in Australia? Living in the moment, enjoying it, enjoying the time with the kids. We're all focused. It's it's not easy because as family is very important to us. And this last year and a half has been very painful. I usually, you know, as a family, go back once or twice a year to see my parents. Uh, my father passed away about two years ago, um, and that was, yeah, it was it was a big kind of. He 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 kept his sense of humor. He had a struggle with cancer for five years, but kept his sense of humor to the last day. He was he he was a you know, as a big um, event, and it again changes your perspective and values of what's important. Um, seeing seeing that situation. So, yes, again, back to making the most of it with my kids, enjoying what I have now and appreciating it, I think, is, is more. Although his father struggled for a long time through an illness, Ishak is grateful that he was able to spend time with him. I went, he, his last days, I was there. So, so I did manage, that was, uh, I think, in uh, 2019, mid of 2019. So, yes, I did spend good time with him, um, lots of good memories. You know, like I said, he had his sense of humor till the end. In five years' time, where do you see yourself and what are you excited about in the next, say, five years? I've just been nominated as um, Property Tax Accountant of the Year for the Australian Accountancy Awards. So, you know, as a finalist, hopefully that comes through so lots of going on the you know the business is growing my family is enjoying we, we, it's kind of things are falling into place and there'll be hiccups i understand that there are always hiccups but it's just going past them and then yes and the, the persistence and resilience and there'll be ups there'll be downs life goes on and it's just enjoying making the most of it as you go along. You've shared a really great journey and and a lot of success that you've achieved as well along your property and also, I guess, career journey as well too. How much do you think is because of hard work, your skill and intelligence or, you know, your smart and great notes or how much do you think that has been attributed towards your luck? I think it's a combination of everything. Like if you don't work hard, yes, you may work win the lottery, but again, you have to buy a ticket to win the lottery chances are you're not going to win it. But 
again, it's it's a kind of balance, I think, which is key. So it's working hard, working smart. I think I think working smart is more important than working hard. Working smart and having the right network, having the right people around you, it's a combination of things, which, again, things start falling into place uh, at the right time. Um, so, yes, we work towards them. But again, it's the surroundings have a role as well. Thank you to me, Ishak, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. And if you love the show and are ready to get serious about investing your money to get a low risk, high return, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a money partner. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest their money for a short 6 months. To register interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.